We welcome you to 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church and thank you for joining us this fifth Sunday in Lent. You will notice at the bottom of this email a link that will take you to the announcements for this week and for these coming weeks. We also welcome the Reverend Dale Trunk back to our community as he will be delivering the reflection, the sermon this morning. Dale is a friend of 7th Avenue. He was a Capuchin Franciscan friar for 25 years. After ordination, the order sent him to Rome for graduate study in Franciscan spirituality. Returning to California, he served as a seminary director, hospital chaplain, and an associate pastor. In 1998, after the cycles of burnout, he retired from the order and the priesthood. Currently, Dale ministers as a flight attendant, spiritual director, and gardener. Dale, it's good to have you back with us. I ask you now to envision yourself sitting in the sanctuary of the 7th Avenue Church as you begin to breathe very slowly, being aware of your body, as you allow it to become still, quieting your mind and your heart and your soul as you open yourself to meet the God who calls you by name. We light a light in the name of the God who creates life. We light a light in the name of the Christ who loves life. We light a light in the name of the Spirit who is the fire of life. Let us worship God. Listen to the words. 
Our first reading is from the Gospel of John, the 11th chapter. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, that in your truth we may find freedom, that in your will we may discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ, amen. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed Jesus with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death, rather it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the people were just now trying to stone you, and you are going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
groaned a trembling fear seized all the guilty world around when Jesus wept the falling tear in mercy flowed beyond all bound when Jesus groaned a trembling fear seized all the guilty world around when Jesus wept the falling tear in mercy flowed beyond all bound when Jesus groaned a trembling fear seized all the guilty world around a continuation from the 11th chapter of John now Bethany was near Jerusalem some two miles away and many of the people had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother when Martha heard that Jesus was coming she went and met him while Mary stayed at home Martha said to Jesus rabbi if you had been here my brother would not have died but even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again, in the resurrection, on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The people who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Rabbi, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the people who came with her also weeping. He was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? 
They said to him, Come and see. And Jesus began to weep. So the people said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Rabbi, already there is a stench, because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Abba, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the people there who had come with Mary had seen and seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Here ends the gospel. We are living through a time in which keeping physical distance is our act of love. The same need for distance is also a call to deeper communion. Jesus decides to keep his distance from his friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. His reason is to reveal the glory of God and to form a deeper communion with his friends. Martha and Mary are in grief and crisis. Their brother is under lockdown. Jesus listens as Martha is deeply intimate with anger, grief, and troubling questions. How can our lives now reveal the glory of God? Get up. Get dressed. Stay home. When you do go outside, keep your distance. Reach out for deeper communion. One good change I am noticing is that while I am out walking and carefully keeping my distance and stepping aside to keep the needed distance, people are now making eye contact, smiling and making vocal greetings. Before, I normally encountered earplugged ears and dead eyes slipping past. In our personal and communal loss and grief, what opportunities do we have to reveal the glory of God rather than searching for opportunities to be merely opportunistic? 
The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said in one of his sermons, Nothing in all the world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. An editorial in the National Catholic Reporter yesterday built from that quote, We have recently been served enormous helpings of each, except that the stupidity is not even conscientious. In the aftermath of 9-11, we often said to one another that the world had changed. In the worst ways, it actually had not changed much. Not when we answered violence with violence. Not when what we were told we could do was go shopping. These days of sheltering in place are not days off. They are an act of love and communion. Have a schedule for the day with realistic goals to meet. Will our leaders try to push everything back to the old status quo? How can we elect more leaders who will lead by clear and honest service to the common good? Martha, Mary, and the other mourners all ask in their turn, where is Jesus when you need him? Jesus does not short-circuit our need to grieve. He turns our mourning into a journey toward hope and deeper joy. When Martha professes her faith in the risen one, even before his death, she affirms that he is truly present even in his physical absence. Let us pray and act that as we live into this crisis, we will not return entirely to what was the status quo, that we will make the world a better place, that we will care more for the common good, that we will care more for earth, our common home. The name Lazarus means God is my help. Lazarus, come forth.
Let us pray. Loving mystery, in your presence we find light. In your comfort we find peace. In your love we discover direction amidst uncertainty. So for the gift of this new day, for the gift of time intertwined with eternity, for the gift of that which has never happened before, we give you thanks. As we gather in community this day, we are connected through the gift of technology, and we do so praying for the world. For all those suffering with this virus, we pray to you, O oh God. For all those in the medical communities, nurses, EMTs, doctors, and researchers, send your spirit of protection upon them as they respond to all the needs around them and protect them. We pray to you, O God. For the places of conflict around this planet, we pray your shalom, and we pray to you, O God. For those in Zagreb, Croatia, responding to the needs following the various earthquakes in that city, we pray to you, O God. As we have prayed for our world, we turn our focus to those close to us, our loved ones, the beloved of our 7th Avenue community, our neighbors, our friends, and those who live in the streets of our city. As we now voice our prayers to you in silence. God, in your grace, you, you hear, hear our, our prayers. prayers. We release now these prayers and petitions and longing, O God, to your loving embrace as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Life is short, and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. So, be swift to love, make haste to be kind, and may we, this week, find ways, like Lazarus, to discover new life. May the grace of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen.
Bye.